Hello and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast with me, Robin Kermode. For more information, visit robinkermode.com. On the Art of Communication podcast expert series today, I'm delighted to be joined by one of London's most sought-after celebrity hairstylists, Gustav Fauscher. From his salon in Notting Hill, he's created looks for red carpet events, TV commercials and magazine covers, as well as looking after actresses like Kate Hudson, singers like Leanne Rimes, and ordinary people like, well, you and me. He has a wonderful energy, and we're very lucky he's with us today. Gustav, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Now, this is the Art of Communication podcast. It's not the Art of Hairdressing podcast. But there are times, Gustav, in our lives where everything seems to go wrong. And we might say to ourselves, if I just change my hair, will will that make all the difference? Definitely. But you know that hair is one of the few things that actually keeps history. So by having a hair change after breakup, it's not just a emotional thing. It's actually getting rid of your past. If you look at the US Marines, before they go into the army, for four months beforehand, mm-hmm. they are not allowed to cut the hair because you can do DNA testing on the hair. So if you did drugs, you can yeah. actually see it in the hair. So while having a haircut after a breakup, it is like a cleanse for the body. And yeah, we find a lot. I actually recommend clients do not have dramatic changes <laughs> too soon. A client of mine came in and said, I would like to have a breakup fringe. And um, <laughs> how, it was, how soon after was this? Well, so she was a little bit teary. So I think, you know, probably it was quite fresh. Yeah. We did give her a breakup fringe and it was definitely the wrong thing to have done. So we've been growing it out ever since. Right. So definitely not, nothing too emotional. But maybe it's like you have a transition relationship. Maybe you have a transition fringe. Maybe yeah. That's what, maybe yeah. that's what you yeah. have to do. <laughs> You talk about hair having history. What about, and I've seen this in some TV shows, but I've never seen it in life, where people go grey overnight. Is that possible? Hair is one of the most fragile organism Mm -hmm. in the body. Mm -hmm. So any form of stress will affect the hair because it's a non-vital organ. Mm -hmm. So the arteries will close up. It will give less nutrition to things like hair. So that's why you can have hair loss changing into grey hair because it stops producing melanin. Your hair will grow a centimetre to 1.25 centimetres a month. Mm-hmm. So that I have seen it grow through white. Yes. You know, we've had over the years, obviously, we've, the Romans had these short haircuts and then we had long wigs. And then we have iconic cuts, the sort of the Rachel haircut or even King Jong-un's uh, North Korean ambition <laughs> hairstyle. It's definitely but, a strong look, that one. It's a strong look. <laughs> but do you think people come in thinking, if I get my hair cut in that way suddenly my life is going to work yeah definitely no so i actually like my clients bringing in photos because it doesn't just show me what they want to look like but a photo is an energy you know Mm. i talk a lot about energy in my work because it's not so much about what i do but it's about the energy that i give my clients Mm. and i think you know by bringing a photo of the rachel you're going for something that's kind of Fun, easygoing, girl next door. It's not offensive. Most people will like it. It's a very safe option. And that's the kind of energy. So what I like to do is I put my finger over Jennifer Aniston's face and say to them, do you really want to look like that? And then they start (laughs) thinking slightly different because then the hair itself tells a very different story. Yes, but there's a kind of whole lifestyle thing there after, isn't it? As you say, it's the energy that goes around that. And then what about appropriate hairstyles? Do people come in and say, I've got a job interview, I need to look sharp for this? I like to give people a little bit more of a play. When I came to London 11 years ago, I would have 
my gents come in and say, I need to be sharp because I'm either a lawyer or an accountant or a banker or whatever. Yeah. Where nowadays, I think, you know, things have definitely changed. And I think especially after lockdown, hair has softened, especially mm. in men. Obviously, you know, with women, if you have the more extreme haircuts, it's never really been a thing in the workplace. But, you yes. know, they go a bit blonder, darker. But especially in men, I can see the trend has definitely gone a lot softer. They're not so worried about, is it going to be super... James Bond yes. for the workplace. Now, these are the options that they can have. Maybe on a Zoom call, if you're working from home and you wear a three-piece suit and you've got a very sharp haircut, it looks a bit weird. I'm wondering whether that's also played a part. I definitely think so. I think, you know, fashion these days, hair fashion as well, has become a very much relaxed. You know, if you look at trends in men and women's hair, it is becoming what we call the barely done. And, and it's quite interesting, especially in men's hair, when we look at the history of men's hair, every time there's been a very strong financial crisis, mm. men has gone much shorter. And that is a sign of taking control. So most recessions, we can actually see in the history that men's haircuts have really gone really sharp. And then once the recession or financial crisis have softened, then men's hair also softened. It's interesting you say about how in recession, people revert to sharper haircuts. I know in my world of doing voiceovers, in times of recession, Voices like mine, which are kind of traditional voices in a sense, are more popular because people say we want a nice reassuring voice. When everything is going fine, actually it can be very, very loose. But one thing I'm intrigued about is beards. Now, I can't grow a beard. Right. Now, you have a beard, you have a very manly beard there. If I grow a beard, I have bits missing. Right. Right. So it kind of looks ridiculous. I have grown a beard, and I might even put some pictures on, on social media of my beard, which looks fine if it's filled in a little bit. Right. And there was a girl I had to kiss in a show on stage once, and she complained because every time I moved away, most of my makeup, which had filled in the holes, had now transferred onto her face. <laughs> you know, we've had quite a long run of the beard. Do you think we're coming out of the beard? I don't think we're ever going to lose it. Because I think, you know, we've seen the transition from very sharp, shaved, pristine every day mm. to the massively long beards. Yes. I think the two extremes will definitely soften. But I think it's how you tailor it. Because my beard can look super, super sharp mm -hmm. when I really want to make it precision. Yes. And it is, I think, you know, it's about precision if you want the sharpness rather than what the length of the beard is. Now, you remember my stepdaughter, Cressy, shaved yes. her head for charity. Yes, I, and, I, I shaved it for and her. You and you shaved it for her, I remember. Yeah. You did it live on her Instagram page, yes. I remember. And when you do that, do you know what the head is going to look like underneath? Because some people actually have quite a good shape head and you shave it all off and it looks quite stylish. So when you were doing Cressy's hair, for example, did you have a little trepidation thinking, I hope this looks okay. So I'm going to be honest with you, I would love to say I knew, but no, I didn't. Right. Um, I think, you know, with us, we obviously go in and you feel the head and you make sure that there's no lumps and bumps, you yes. know, like rugby accidents or whatever. Yes. But the final effects, it's trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> it may be like, I think in two weeks it will look better. Yeah. It takes a lot of confidence to do that, of yes. course, you know. I suppose... All hair really is about if you have the chutzpah to carry it off, you carry anything off really. But most of us, I suppose, want to fit in and we want to look healthy, yeah. don't we? Healthy hair is great. We've all had bad hair days. Now, maybe you can give us some tips. We always like to have a few tips on this podcast. What can we do when we just have a bad hair day? We may be on our way for a job interview, and often it happens actually because the nerves kick in and we go, oh my God, why does this have to happen today? 
Well, I think, you know, one of the most important things for bad hair days is that you are trying too hard. What you've just said about going for an interview, because the pressure is on, mm. where I find with a lot of people, when they just have five minutes to do their hair, get it over and done with, and don't think about it, that's when they have the best hair days. Now, I can definitely give you some tips and advice. The key thing is that I always say to people is, is don't over dry your hair. But if you do have a bad hair day where the hair just doesn't behave, just use a bit of water. Take a bit of water in your hands, rub it together, and just put it in the area where it's a little bit either flat because the hair will do its own thing. Like, you know, with your wife, Sian, you know, when I do her hair. Every time her hair looks amazing, it's yeah. when she's been outside and the wind is blowing through it. And it actually, yeah. she looks really fresh. And I think, you know, with... My girlfriends, when they get out at night and they've spent hours doing the hair, mm. then the hair just never holds. So my best advice is a little bit of water mm. in the hair. Don't over dry it. Don't use too much heat on it. And that will definitely change the hair. I know you do a lot of celebrity weddings, but also, you know, ordinary people's weddings. Uh, everybody's special, of course. Yes. Every client's special. <laughs> now, nerves are high. Emotions are high. Yes. This is the Art of Communication podcast. So tell me a little bit about how brides are or grooms, if you're doing the groom's hair as well, how they are on the morning of the wedding. I manage that situation from months before. We do an Excel spreadsheet that says at 8 o'clock I arrive, at 8.15 we do bridesmaid number one, at right. 9 o'clock it's this. And we, I suppose you have to do this. It's yeah. like a film call sheet. If you don't, you're not going to end up at the right place. And the we end. manage them. After this year, I would have done 832 weddings in my short career wow. of 21 wow. years. For brides, I like to have the bride alone when I do her hair. Because mm. once you start seeing me putting the hair up and she looks at herself, actually, I get goosebumps just you know, as I'm saying this. Mm. You know, you feel her energy changing. Is that a confidence that rises or it's excitement? A or it's excitement. Mm. And obviously people who are not very in tune with their bodies do not differentiate between excitement and nerves. So I always will say to them at that stage, would you like to have a glass of champagne? And if they say no, I say, I think you should have right. a glass of champagne. A sip of champagne. Yeah. A sip of champagne. Yes. And you two glasses is enough over the period of the day. But, you know, having a glass of champagne and you can see the excitement then rising and they start getting into the mood of it. Yes. The thing that I think is the most important is to keep the bridesmaids away from the bride because unless the bridesmaids are very well prepped, they can be the nightmare. I won't mention names, but I've had to have a word with a bridesmaid. Right. Stop asking me if your hair is okay. I will tell you if your yes. hair is not okay. Yeah. However, I've now done that bridesmaid's wedding. <laughs> so you obviously handle it tactfully enough. <laughs> yes. And what about this thing that people always say, that it's a hands-on yeah. treatment you're giving in a sense, isn't it? Do you think because of that and that human physical connection, people will tell you things that they may not tell other people? The head is one of your most sacred chakras. So when we touch people's head, you can immediately see, even at the basin, if somebody has got faith in you or trust in you or not. And you can see them relaxing because a lot of people will sit either cross hand and you mm. can see the arms relaxing as soon as you're just touching the head, because it's a sense of release. Mm. They tell you things that, you know, probably their husbands, partners or lovers mm. would never know. Yes. And it is about that trust. And you can see when you cut someone's hair as well, do they lean in towards you or do they lean away? And some people that's in the beginning that leans away, mm. I always try to figure out why are they leaning away? Is it yes. because they've had a bad experience before? But, like a nervous patient kind yes. of thing. But that communication of actually touching them and making them feel calm and mm. that you are in charge, you know what you're doing, definitely helps. 
When you first started cutting hair, do you remember the very first time you cut someone's hair on your own? There must be a nerves around that because you think, if this goes wrong, this is somebody's life because <laughs> they're going to have to go around with a hat on for the next three months. How was that first experience? The first time ever I cut somebody's hair, I was about 18. I had no cutting training. So I grew up in a hair salon. My mum was a hairdresser. Obviously, I've learned a little bit from just seeing. But I met this lady with Gavin, who is working with me in the salon. And we were in a nightclub, obviously really drunk. So not obviously, but as a yes. young person. As a young person nice. at 18. By the time we got to yeah. the club, we were already drunk. Okay. pre lashed now, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing this lady and we were talking. She had this really long hair. And you know, I don't know if you know Alicia Milano yes. um, from Charmed. And she had the super mm. short haircut. And I said to her, you will look really good with that hairstyle. A week or so later, my receptionist came to me and said, Gustav, there's a lady who wants to see you for a haircut. And I was like oh, but I don't cut hair yet. I've not had any training, not so ever. Well, she's asking for you and she's insisting on you. Anyway, walk out and there's this lady with like boob length hair mm. who wants to go short. Yeah. Anyway, I sat her down and I thought, do I tell her or do I just shut up? And the South African in me was like, just keep quiet. And I remember I went into the kitchen and my ex-boss was sitting there and I said to him, what do I do? And he took out the whiteboard and he said to me, this is what you're going to do. You pull this out here, you do this. And off I went. Wow. And I cut her hair and where the head curves on the side, I cut it too short and it spung up like a porcupine. She looked at me and I thought, oh my God, this is the end of the world. And she said to me, my hair's always jump up there a little bit. I can see there's a crowd. (laughs) And she still wears hair like that. And that is 20 years ago. Do you think that you have a cut that you like in your early 20s, which is when you're kind of feeling you're out into the worldwide world, and you stick with that haircut for a long time? I know that a lot of men, I look at their hair and I think, you probably had that cut when you were 23, 24, and you haven't actually really changed it. Do you find that? I think men are more likely to stick with the same haircut unless they go through a transition. So I actually found that Quite a few of my men after lockdown, because they've grown the hair, came back and the hair looked really good long. There's one in particular I can think of. And his hair will never cut his hair short because it looks so much better. Right. But I think because men are conditioned, if they come from the corporate world, they kind of stay with that throughout. So definitely true for men. I find women, once they get to about 45, they stuck with that haircut, unless you really push them to change. And what about greying? So this is something that I've gone through yes. <laughs> with you. Yes. Right? And you go through that thing of thinking, shall I colour, shall I not colour, whatever, and shall I be the same? Now, my mother went silver grey right. when she was 28. Okay. And she never dyed her hair in those right. days. And so it meant that actually she never really aged because she was the same at 28 as she was at 68. It yeah. kind of nothing really changed very much. What, what do you feel about hair colour in terms of how it makes them feel? About a year ago now, one of my friends... Her husband has always used to colour his hair. And then obviously lockdown happened and she sent me a photo of him in the beach in Australia. And I thought, oh, you look really good. And the grey was a really good grey. It suited him well. And when he came back, he was like, I want to colour my hair again. And I said, why? And he said to me, because I feel old. It was an interesting thing because he's actually just turning 50 now. And I said to him, but why do you feel old? You're good looking. You're successful. You're clearly not old. There's something else that's Mm. bothering you. Let's give you a really sharp haircut. Mm. And let me tell you, he still has that hair. And he looks fantastic. 
I think, you know, when you are a man, let's say in your 30s going gray, I do something called comb on color, where we comb some of the white hair out. So we don't make color all the hair. We still leave yeah. some of it out. Because a solid color always looks... I think it Jesus, looks really it? tacky for me on men. And I actually look at men and I feel that's really try hard. Yeah. Because... I quite like men with grey hair. It's wisdom, isn't it? I've kind of gone down the wisdom route yeah, now. Yeah, and right? I actually call it wisdom hair. When people come in and say to me, you know, my grey, I say, no, 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 it's wisdom hair. And I'll say to them, let's get you back to youth. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, for women who have white hair, there's certain things you need to look at. So number one, you can't wear beige. So if you are a very classically dressed person mm. that likes to wear stone or beige or neutral, you need right. to wear some form of lipstick or you need to wear some form of tinted moisturizer because the hair is shorter and sharper, like Judy Dench, for yes. instance. Because the hair is short and sharp, she doesn't need a lot of makeup and it just looks good. But if your hair is a little bit longer and you are wearing no makeup, that gray hair just overpowers and it takes all the color away from you. You mentioned Judy Dench there. I mean, she's amazing, actually. I've met her a few times and she has this extraordinary ability. You look into her eyes and you think, I'm not quite sure if she's going to burst into tears or laugh or scream at you. All those layers are going on at the same time in this wonderful face that is just full of humanity and it's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. Now, a lot of my clients travel a lot. Is there anything you can do with your hair when you're traveling? If you're doing air traveling, the key thing is this hydration because obviously as soon as you get in a plane, the moisture gets sucked out. That's because hair loses moisture or absorbs moisture through osmosis. So in airplanes, you know, the skin gets drier. Mm. Whenever your skin gets drier, it does exactly the same thing to the hair. So should we drink lots of water? Consuming water orally, yes. But once the strand's pushed through the skin, you need to treat it manually. You know, you get some like um, leave-in mist stuff that will just yes. give the hair a bit more nutrition. I actually use as an oil, even though I've got shorts here, but when my hair was curly, what I will do is get in a plane, put oil on, put a baseball cap and leave it on. Definitely moisture is key. What about when men lose their hair very young? I had a friend at college who lost all his hair, a very good-looking man, and he lost all his hair in maybe 10 days. Oh, wow. It literally just fell out, sort of clumps of it on the pillow. He initially went down the route of saying, well, I'll have a wig made. So he had a wig made, and he did that for a little bit, but he just didn't feel very comfortable. In the end, he just went, well, I am what I am. But maybe you have to get to the point where you're comfortable with that yourself. My stepmom had got cancer. Obviously, the hair came out, and one day she just sort sod this and shaved it all off. And she did wear a wig for about two days, mm. and then she wrapped it in a turban. And, and it is a certain acceptance that you need to get because people put a lot of value on hair. Mm. And I've seen people in a sharp suit, and they have what can only describe as a, as a very expensive haircut. You look at them and you think. That's a very expensive haircut. So what does an expensive haircut look like? Balance. With men's hair, it's all about balance. With women's hair as well, but with longer hair, the hairdressers can get away with it more. But with short hair, the shorter you go to the scalp, the more difficult it is to create balance correctly. So it should never look, oh, it's the hair. It's just everything. The whole thing needs to work. You know, it's the shoes, it's the socks, it's the watch. It's the tie, the hair, mm. the way the face has been moisturised. It's all of it should combine. To be congruent. But I suppose the same is also true for somebody who is not so formal, but still looks very relaxed. And so they have a softer look. But again, that hair has to match that look. Definitely. But I suppose to conclude this conversation, really, it's around how much does hair affect people's confidence? I think loads. 
and you can see it. You know, I've had, not often, but I've had bad haircuts. I can use this as an example. I went to somebody who I really respected. And when my hair was longer, I said, so I'm going to grow my hair long and I want you to cut it for me. And the first haircut he gave me, I came home and I said to my partner, I understand why people pay what they pay to see him. It was just fantastic. And eight weeks later, I said to him, could you please cut my hair again? And obviously now the expectation was there. And it was the worst haircut I have ever had. The sides weren't even. It wasn't balanced. The layering was wrong. Was that because he wasn't concentrating that day or just a busy day? I don't know. I think my hair for months thereafter, Mm. could not recover. Did that affect your confidence? Uh, Definitely, because every morning you wake up and you think, my God, this hair is awful. And once you have that opinion, Mm. you know, it takes a lot of thinking power to move across that. And it probably took about two haircuts before I first looked at my hair again and thought, okay, well, it's working now. And so definitely it affects your confidence. It may not affect it in the sense of how you speak or behave to other people but how you act in yourself and then Mm. that energy you share with other people affects people so people may still think you look and appear confident but energetically what you're sending out is just not as confident even though visually you think oh i am but energetically people speak to you and it's it's not the same well now it's time for you to cut my hair Thank you so much. I've been coming to you for a long time. My family comes to you. You're not only the best hairdresser in London, you have a wonderful energy, and I always leave feeling happier than when I came in, and at least one inch taller. (laughs) Thank you so much, Christophe. You can find more episodes of the Art of Communication podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more information, visit robinkermode.com.